0: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, good morning. Today we're doing the, uh, the ultimate guide to scaling your business with VAs. Oh, I'm excited. We tried to do this last week, and our guest uh, worked out. <laughs> didn't didn't make it. We we had some, some issues last week, but he's here this morning. Our guest is a uh, Pavel Stepanov, with he's uh, owner and founder of Virtue Desk, which is uh, a source for VAs, and uh, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable people we could possibly talk to on this topic. So, um, Pavel, I'm glad to have you here, man. Good morning, Jesse. Yeah. So, uh, dude, if we're going to do the ultimate guide to scaling your business with VAs and we got to do it in 30 minutes or less, where the heck do we start?
1: Well, you probably should start with trying to find out what are your uh, pain points. Like when you see your own pain points, that's pretty much where you start. But uh, for a lot of agents, that's organization. And uh, I would start with getting the admin first somebody who can be your right hand in essence and grow into becoming more of a operations manager because that's where, uh, when I first hired ve myself when I was an, a real estate agent and um, I didn't, you know, I did well, but um, I think I should have started somewhere else to be honest with you, because what I did, I started with an ISA and tried to get more appointments first instead of actually building an organizational uh, structure
0: interesting. So, so yeah. you're, you're, so this is back when you were, because you obviously, in case you guys don't know, Popol comes from a real estate background. Actually, why don't you give us your background? Just so people know a little bit more about you. Like, I even mean, you were, sure. you were pretty productive agent for a while.
1: Well, yeah, yes, I was. Um, I, you know, I was a productive agent and I, uh, I also was a broker owner and I, you know, so when I first, I mean, my background, I have a, I have a law degree and when I graduated law school, I decided to work for a real estate lawyer and that's kind of, I got into the real estate and when I got my bar results, instead of, uh, you know, becoming a lawyer, I kind of stuck to doing real estate. It's like a black hole because, hey, this student loans were there and needed to get paid. So um, I didn't have to look for clients uh, and the whole idea of me actually, you know, like talking to clients was and trying to convince them to list with me was like, you know, appalling to me. I was like, really, I have to convince people to list with me. So, because when I first started, I got like, I think like first seven, first, I mean, I got my real estate license because I already had clients from the law firm. So that's my background. And uh, I didn't do much of a, a traditional retail real estate because I was mostly doing distressed properties. And when I started, uh, when the distressed properties kind of dried up, I started doing uh, traditional real estate. And uh, for that, I hired an ISA. So she can call for sale by owners, uh, expireds, and pre um, uh, foreclosures. So that's what she was doing. And kind of kept me, you know, kept me busy. Did Uh, did it it work right
0: out of the gate? Like when you hired, like you just, you you got this idea. You're like, I'm going to hire an ISA and you got the ISA. Did it work
1: right away? Well, I needed to train her a little bit. I needed to train her on how to actually make the calls, how to schedule appointments. I didn't need her to sort of like quote unquote to pre-close somebody because um, I needed her just to basically get me in the door. Because my idea, I I need to be in the door with a person who has a house that they want to sell. That's it. That was my idea. And she was calling just, uh, you know, for sale by owners. Usually, usually had a really good, uh, you know, uh, turnaround with uh, pre-foreclosures. Because with the pre-foreclosures, nobody's calling them. That was back then. They don't have them anymore now. But, yeah. yeah. So, So, so uh, or distressed properties. So, you know, basically she was getting the appointments. And uh, when I opened my brokerage in 2015, um, I had agents who were also interested in the same kind of a setup to say, hey, can I also find somebody? Can you help me find somebody in the Philippines who can call? Uh, you know, so I was like, yeah, sure. So I found people like ISAs and um and then the idea of a business kind of was born and I started VirtuDesk more of a, like as a side hustle, which now turn into my main full-time, um, full-time work.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so, so you said you started with a VA to, to be your ISA, which means guys, if you don't know what an ISA is, that's inside sales associate, basically making phone calls for you. And you said, if you wouldn't have to do it over again, you would have done the opposite. You would have started with someone more on the admin side, the organizational
1: side. That's correct. So, yeah. why, why is that? Well, because here's the thing. Um, I had the, I had the business. I didn't have like a business. I didn't have, I'm sorry. I didn't have a business when she was doing that. I had the job. Okay. In order for me to build a scalable business, I needed to build the correct organizational structure. So what I would have do now, if I were to start over, I would hire somebody as an admin, somebody who would be responsible for uh, helping me to generate leads, to do postings to on uh, social media, to help me um, run the business from the administrative side of things. I say somebody who helps you generate leads and uh, bring you business, it's immediate, basically immediate money that you get. However, um, you don't build a st- structure along with that. Let's say if you stop producing right now, then pretty much you're done. You know, so you need to, you need to build the uh, organization first.
0: It t- totally makes sense. I talked to, I talked to a guy yesterday, an agent, he was going to do probably 40 to 50, uh 40 to 50 closings this year. He is, uh, you know, been in business only a couple of years, quickly building his business. He has a, a transaction coordinator, which helps him out. And other than that, no leverage, no anything. It, exactly. it just blew my mind. I was like, how do you, how do you sell that many houses without having someone help you in the back office? So you're getting um, burned out without well exactly yeah. so w- when someone comes in if you're, if we're talking about how do you scale your business when someone comes in uh let's just take virtue desk for example mm-hmm. is are people trained and back office of skills do you have to kind of set up the structures as the agent are you going to train them is it kind of a combination of both how does that work
1: well here's a here's the way it works with with us when we hire somebody uh we, we hire people to work for virtue desk we we do a uh, vetting we vet them we make sure that they first of all have uh Certainly experience that we're looking for. It's usually somebody who worked at a call center, somebody who worked in a, you know, organization before. Uh, and, um, we, you know, we test them, we make sure they have English aptitude. They pass English aptitude tests and we put them through a training. We have a training that, you know, they have to go through. It's usually a two weeks training where we train them on real estate stuff and, uh, terminology on using of a certain CRMs uh, on uh, how to communicate on the phone properly regarding real estate deals or real estate related questions. Uh, so, so that we, we do put them through training. However, you're expected uh also as an, um, as an agent, when you hire somebody, it's like, if you were hiring somebody for your office, you know, you you're, you're probably expected to un- onboard this person to do basic onboarding to also um you're expected to, you know, have a standard operating procedure where this person can go into, look into stuff, you know, and see, you know, if A happens, then B must follow or vice versa. If B follows, then, you know, what's what's the outcome, of, which is C. So somebody who would uh, be onboarded to your organization and actually knows uh, from you because they have to learn from you because you're the only one who intimately knows your business, not your assistant. What, what if an agent is just not, I mean, obviously if they're a
0: high level agent or doing any sort of production, they have to be at least moderately organized to, to function. But what yeah. if someone doesn't think in systems, they don't think in checklists, they're a people person, they're out there being a salesperson, and now they're trying to train this this this, uh, this admin. How, how, do, how do you give tips for an agent to
1: do that? That's going to be a painful road, but it has to be done. You know, you yeah. you can be a people's person, and get, uh, yeah, but exactly if you're, I mean... Ultimately, it's your business. You can run it the way you want it. If you are a people's person and you're like, you know, kissing hands, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies, that's fine. However, you got to have a business which will work. I mean, let's say you're an agent, you're an agent and you're going on vacation. Uh, when you come back from vacation, does your business make you more money while you, when you come back or it's it's already kind of like on a decline? So you need to figure out what kind of business you want to run. I mean, if you want to have an organized business, scalable business, you got to have SOPs. You got to have people who are actually operating within the organization. And you do have to invest your time and, you know, to actually do some training because nobody knows what's going on inside your head. So same thing if you are hiring somebody in the office to work from your office. You know, you hire a receptionist. You need to do basic training. Yeah. At I least love she, needs it. she needs to know what, what's expected of her.
0: I love it. All right, so so, so I know mean, you you would speak on this topic all the time, Pavel. I know you give pl- yeah. talks and courses, and you can talk for hours. So, how would where would you start? So, someone that they're going to eliminate their pain or identify their pain points. We're going to look for someone in the in the admin to probably start scaling it out. What else are some of the things that people could look to scale with or to do? Like, what would you do after that?
1: Well, um, again, uh, hiring the admin who in turn will become an executive assist- assistant who will become your basically. Um, you know, eventually will become your director of operations. That's where I would start getting that right core person who would know your business, who will help you come up with the SOP, build your SOP and help you organize the business and in an essence that, okay, um, we need this positions to be filled. We need uh, those, uh, you know, that structure to be implemented. Somebody who can, um, and again, that could be in the admin which, if, again, is eventually will grow into uh, the director of ops. Um, so, so walk
0: me through that because some people, I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but why is it important to grow someone from admin, executive assistant to director of operations? Because well, I've seen that pattern happen in a lot of people's businesses. It seems to work well. What's important about that?
1: Well, what's important about that is basically your administrative assistant would know your business, will, 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 will get to know your business more more intimately also she'll she'll know you who you are and um how you run things how you like things to be done based on that she will help you build out your uh you know standard operating procedures and you both will come up with the uh, you know will you'll you come to to know what other people with other core people need to be hired for your business like a tc like a marketing ass- assistant somebody who's going to be responsible for um you know, social media, somebody who's going to be doing more of a video um, editing part of it. So all of that and the admin would have to be, um, would have to know basically because she will know your business from from the inside. Yeah.
0: What's your, take What's your by the way guys, take on guys, If you're this? on here live with us and you have questions, please jump in. That's why we do this live. Those of you listening to the podcast, you'll have to track down Pavel from his website which will be in the uh, in the show notes or hit him up on social but if you're here live and you want to jump in and ask questions uh, that's why I'm happy you guys are here All right. otherwise I'm going to keep firing away Pavel what do you think some of the biggest mistakes agents make when they're hiring their first second or third VA Uh,
1: the biggest mistake I've seen people people have is they think that VA is going to be basically uh, substitute for themselves Uh, it's not gonna happen. That's your assistant. It's not your business partner. That's not uh you. They don't think like you would think and don't expect them of that. Okay. Um, so that's 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 the biggest mistake I've seen. And like for example, I've seen where agents hire an ISA to generate appointments, and they have an expectation that the VA would close those deals for them. Basically, that agents will just have to waltz on into the room get the listing agreement signed. It doesn't work that way. You got to do the job as well. Okay.
0: Absolutely. So, so, so tell me a little, like, what do you, what do you, how does that look in real life? Do you think people think the person's going to like, um, re- replace them? I mean, like, when I think when you say that to me, it reminds me of someone's been stressed. They're busy. They hire someone. They're finally like, Oh, thank, thank goodness. I'm out. Right. Like they're like, no, you're, not I out.
1: It out. No, you're not out. You just basically, uh, you know, like you're driving a car and you're putting, uh, extra horsepower into your car. That's how it is you know, you, you going faster to where you want to be. But um, because first of all, you don't, you don't have to spend too much time on tasks that don't generate any income. I mean, and if I were to start, I mean, take a, a sheet of paper. I don't have a sheet of paper here, but basically that's what I would do. If I, like, let's say, you know, take a sheet of paper, divide it into two columns. Okay. And in one column, you write out all your daily tasks that need to be done. By you, by you, okay? Then from that column, transfer to the second column, those tasks that can be done by somebody else. But those tasks that absolutely must be done, okay? So figure out, first of all, what exactly the tasks that are not income producing, but must be done by somebody, but must be done and can be done by somebody else, basically. So that's number one, um, Once you figure that out, you'll have a better job description for your person that you're hiring, okay? And again, uh, we're going back to the mistakes that people make. Uh, First of all, the VA will not replace you. Um, It's not a substitution for your your own self. It's basically somebody who will help you run your company, okay? You still have to be there. You still have to be, um, you know, more of a, a supervisor. However, at the same time, you need to set certain goals. Another mistake people make when they hire a VA is uh, they don't set set certain expectations. They allow culture of non-structural culture in their own organizations, basically throwing sh- shit on the wall and s- see whatever sticks. It's not the way to do it. Okay, You got to have certain expectations. You got to have accountability. So hey,
0: tell, tell me more about that. How do you set the expectations? How, how do you even know what someone's capable of? How do you set those and, and how do you hold them accountable?
1: Well, basically it all comes down to first before hiring somebody, I, I know exactly the position that I have to fill. Um, you know, I know ex- I know exactly where we're gonna what kind of person we need to hire because the kind of tasks that need to be performed. So getting from there, you start the expectation, you 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 already find you already. You, you, you try to uh, match the person to the job description that you have, okay? So from there, uh, you set uh, certain expectations with your VA as far as uh, when you guys are going to meet, uh, how long the meeting is going to last, what do you expect at each meeting, what kind of re- reporting you want to do. You can set it out daily. You can set it out weekly. Um, you can set it out, uh, you know, like twice, twice a week. Uh, but something has to be done you can have constant communication throughout the day so based on that it's, and when they show up at those daily uh standups uh, you know they have to present and they have to um you know show what's what's been done what's going on like for example i meet with my uh the director of operations and the operations team for virtudesk twice a week twice a week and i think that's a Thirty people that i meet and you know everybody's presenting their own uh you know for their own team as far as what's happened what's going on we also did you look just at say you numbers, meet with 30
0: people a week what's that you meet with
1: 30 people a week twice a week twice wow. a week yeah that's the operations part of it uh we have uh you know recruiting the department where we recruit i meet with those also also, about once a week, I mean, with the recruiting people, I, I need to know what's going on. Um, you know, the marketing, uh, with the marketing department, I think it's about 25 people. We meet uh, twice a week. Uh, sales departments, uh, you know, we, mostly I do with the director of sales, but also we meet up with, uh, with the whole sales team uh, once a week and, you know, go over goals, go over the expectations, uh, the forecasted the forecasting and everything. So all of that is, you know, it's just a lot of work. Also with an IT department, IT department, we also meet up once a week. It's, it's, you basically gotta keep, you know, handing a pulse and everybody.
0: Well, that, that, that was my, my question. So obviously your organization is a little bigger than the average real estate agents team yeah. or business. However, what, as a leader, what sort of things are you looking for in those meetings? Cause I mean, this will overlap with what agents do also. So what, what sort of things are you, are you just trying to get a feel for how it's going or those specific issues you're looking for? What, what, what do you do?
1: Well, um, some meetings, for example, the marketing meeting is actually being conducted by the director of marketing. Okay, I'm more of an observant there. Okay, however, she reports directly to me, so that's her way of actually showing to me what's exactly what's being done. I want to see what what was done last week. Okay, I want to see what's being planned out. I want to see where where we're going as a company, in essence, and um, that helps me, you know, strategize for the next month for the. Next quarter for the next year, basically based on that. But again, those strategies and those predictions uh, come out from uh, what's was basically happening right now from little tiny bits. You know,
0: love it. And and this is not about scaling a business. I'm just curious now about about you and, and Virtue Desk. How how many total uh, total staff do you guys have?
1: I think we have about close to 800.
0: Did you ever think you would be right? So back when you were making this transition from a little side hustle, you started a virtual desk. Did you ever think this is going to grow into a an eight hundred person company?
1: Um, well, I was hoping for that. I was hoping for more than that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so you so you always had the vision then.
1: Yeah, you know, because I saw the you know the need. I see how we can actually build it out, and and um, that's kind of
0: yeah. Well, let's let's address that for a minute. Then, just because I mean, there's all sorts of ways for people to find staff. They could hire someone in the U.S. or, yeah, in, if you, or in their home country, wherever that you know they're based. They could hire a virtual assistant, and they could go on on a website, right? You know, onlinejobs.ph to screen someone. Yeah. What, what's the difference? Would you say I'm hoping you're biased, right? To to using a company like VirtueDesk, yeah. but what's the benefit of doing that versus just going on an onlinejobs.ph and hiring directly?
1: Sure, onlinejobs.ph is a great resource. You can find somebody who can do uh, mostly uh, projects. You know, you can sign somebody for for a project side, but it's not going to be the person who will help you build your business. It's basically, let's say, hey, I need somebody to create a logo, or I need somebody to go through my database and pull out certain, you know, certain information. Mm-hmm. So I want to allocate like 10 fifteen hours for that so so five job p job online page is a good resource for that however if you want to actually find somebody who will grow with you in your business and help you build your business will be the permanent uh, full-time employee uh, that's what we actually p- provide okay um so, somebody who's not going to be working for another, uh, real estate agent unless you, you know, unless you basically hire this person only for a uh, part-time, but let's say how you hire somebody for full-time, that's going to be exclusive. Your, uh, person who's going to be working for you, you know, that's, that's yeah. not, you know, just, uh, for somebody you hiring somebody who doesn't have it as a side gig, you know? Right.
0: I, I feel like you guys are in a way almost like a talent scout, right? You've done the work to kind of sort through, to find higher caliber Candidates to to make agents' lives easier.
1: Yes and yes and no. Uh, Because when you hire them, you basically hire us as a company. We're a U.S. company. So number one, you actually get to write us off on 1099, you know, as a independent contractor. um, Because you cannot do it with somebody just in the Philippines, you know, for, you know, obvious reasons. Um, Also, we manage, we... Uh, oversee the employee uh, throughout when they work for the client. We provide the time tracker you need, you you know. Uh, so basically we add this layer of protection and accountability, because let's say you hire somebody from Fiverr or onlinejobs.ph and somebody steals your database. What's your recourse? Nothing. With us, uh, we're, since we're a U.S. company, we have cyber insurance in place. Uh, we have other protections that allow us to go after that person that we hire in the Philippines because we're fully incorporated there. Uh, we have legal staff there. We have lawyers who can go after this person. So that actually, when they come to work for us, they already know that if they steal the clients' information, you know, we are the company that they work for in the Philippines. So they, they're they less likely to do that, mm-hmm. you know.
0: It's just uh, another layer of protection. So it's, it looks like a layer of oversight and protection overall. Yeah. I love it. All right. We got about five minutes left. Sure. Um, is there anything we haven't covered yet that you're like, I really wish agents would know this? anything when, when they're approaching this, you know, either from the beginning or as they're already, maybe they have a VA or two and they're looking to scale. Anything you wish agents would know?
1: Well, um, I've noticed um, when agents hire a VA and business starts to pick up and they think, okay, I'm actually growing great. So I can actually replace the VA right now with an uh, in-house staff. So what, what happens is they replace one person with, not, with another person. It's not growth. Basically. You know, Growth is basically when you add one person to your VA or three more people or five, that's growth. But when you replace one person with another, it's not really growth. You just pay more money. That's it.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: All right. Um,
0: any other tips that if someone was going to approach us, so we've got the time study, right? Looking at what they're doing, we've got making tasks, we got assignment, who else we've got the different tasks they could do. We're going to start with uh, the admin, then it's going to become director of operations. They're going to hire inside sales, someone to do posting marketing. I mean, is there anything that a, a VA couldn't do that you would need someone?
1: Well, anything or? that can be done uh, virtually, you know, the VA can do, they cannot get you a cup of coffee, you know, I like one right now, but um, you know they can definitely they can definitely do a lot of other, other things. Uh, you, like you, you, video, could a, you could have a you could have a VA DoorDash you copy. Uh, probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and so at this point in our world, there's almost nothing that that you could do. I mean, that that's really that's that's the whole point of this is we're truly. I think we've turned into a global community, right? Like, there's nothing we did. these days. We did, yeah. There's nothing yeah. In these days that can't be done remotely that you need. I mean, our world is changing. Have you seen a shift? This is an interesting question to kind of wrap up with. Have you seen a shift over the last couple of years through COVID to any, as more and more companies have gone remote or has it been, have you always been on this same page?
1: Well, you know, we've been, um, we've been set up to run remotely and VAs actually work from home. Uh, everybody, um, before COVID, because we started before COVID and, uh, Um, but now more and more people, obviously working from home. So this is, doesn't look as, as unusual as it used to, uh, because back then, uh, clients were asking us, oh, are they working from home or are they working from the office? Saying they all listen, they all work from home and people had this weird, uh, stigma. Well, what do you mean? They're working from home. They're not working from a professional environment. Well, right now, what about you?
0: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I, I think, I think JetBlue is probably one of the first major companies that started. That. I, don't, I don't know if you know about JetBlue, but their customer yeah. service force, 10, 15, however many years ago they started. They started with an entirely part-time work from home workforce for their customer service. Yeah. That was JetBlue's model. It's pretty interesting. Um, all right. So if people want to find you, we got two minutes. Let's make sure we tell them how to find you. We'll put it in the show notes and the Facebook group, but how, how do people find VirtuDesk? Is it just go to the website? What's the best? Yeah, they
1: can just go to myvirtuDesk.com. Uh, at my... Uh, virtue, dot com, or they can just type into to uh, Google Virtudesk. Uh, they can find me on all social media, you know, anywhere else that they see, you know, uh, but basically, yeah, just type in Google virtuedesk We're going to pop up.
0: I, I love it. Yeah. This, is, this is fun, Pavel. I mean, I, I just, I think the most important thing is just to open people's mind to how easy and cost-effective it is to get some help and get some leverage. If
1: It is, if, yeah.
0: If people are bumping their head against that ceiling in growth,
1: like I mean, the thing is, bro, um, the over outsourcing used to be available only to big companies. Like big companies used to be able to do that. Not anymore. I mean, right now outsourcing is available to everyday Joe.
0: So yeah. Yeah, and, and do you think it's something that's going to get more and more common as as our- I think
1: so too. Yeah, I think it 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 will. You know, especially right now with a the, with the high cost of, uh, you know, hiring somebody here, you know, wages are growing because of the inflation. Uh, not a lot of businesses will, would be able to afford to have, uh, you know, imp- a lot of em- employees. And the, but the, in order to grow, you got to have people. So that's a lot of people going to be t- turning to outsourcing. T-
0: I think, I think that's my favorite quote of the entire show that you just said, Pavel. In order to grow, you got to have people. I mean, truly, that is yeah. that is the best way to leverage that people. Exactly. Agents go deep in technology. They go deep in systems. And the most part they're lacking is always in people.
1: Always people, yeah.
0: And this is the solution. Exactly. All right. Thank you for being on. Enjoy your morning.
1: I appreciate you being here, man. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, have a good day. Bye, guys. Oh, we'll see bye. you tomorrow.